You are listening to The Bobcast, a golfing podcast, brought to you by The Open Times. Welcome to The Open Times Bobcast, episode number four, available on our website, Apple, Spotify, Google, and almost everywhere you can find podcasts. I'm Stephen Day, and everything I know about golf, I'm learning from being on this podcast and by asking silly questions. Thankfully for everyone listening, I'm joined by our regular experts, Keith McIntyre and George Graham, who do know what they're talking about. Welcome, folks. Hey, Hi, Stevie. Stevie. Now, I've been told, oh, a little birdie told me, there's a little golfing thing for you, a little birdie told me that when I ask the next question, it's going to be short responses. How's your golf been this week? Uh, I didn't play any golf at the weekend, I was, I was away at the weekend. But George, the most important thing is, have you recovered from your dishwasher injury? I've, I've recovered from my dishwasher injury. <laughs> so I picked up another couple injuries which um, have nothing to do with my dishwasher. But uh, yeah, I'm recovered. Hopefully, play this week if the weather's um, any better on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Well, I was also away for this weekend, not with George. I hasten to add, but uh, even if I had been uh, at home, I don't think there would have been any chance. It was about minus seven. The golf course was frozen solid. And we had fog in our, our golf course as well, so I'm kind of glad I had the excuse not to have to brave the elements. Are you planning golf this week? Do you think it's going to happen? Uh, well, I was I was looking at the weather forecast, and uh, it looks as if it'll be it should be okay if, as long as it's dry enough. Um, so maybe get out on Saturday morning or Sunday morning for a few balls. I've got a choice of going to see Frozen 2 with the Grand Wains or uh, playing golf. So what do you think? I'll choose here, Stevie. <laughs> well, I'm. <laughs> As you know, I don't play golf, but I would play golf rather than go and see Frozen 2. Uh, I've not What's wrong with my grandchildren, Stephen? Nothing wrong with your grandchildren. I just remember half-watching Frozen and many, many times I've never seen the entire movie. So I'm sure I could probably sing you a song if, if things get a bit quiet in the podcast. Next week of the podcast, Keith sings. <laughs> in a change to our normal format, our intrepid reporter David McPhee headed up to Glencruton Golf Club. Found Bob... And had a little chat. Ah, it's been it's been better than I ever thought it would yeah. it would be in my first season. It's, I set goals out and I knocked them out by I mean thirteen events. I think it took me to finish, get two second places. So it was something that um, once I done that, it was just sky's the limit. Let's see how far we can go here. And the season overall, I mean, I couldn't have, couldn't have dreamed of being in the position I am now. Do you think that helped you then, having that kind of your goals out the way? Aye, so I'd secured my card after really the British Masters, which mm-hmm. gave me freedom. I wasn't worried about trying to have a playing rights for next year. It was just about going out, trying to win golf tournaments, trying to get as high up in the world rank as I yeah. could. And then, so you just reset goals. Um, almost every week I've, I was having to reset them because I, I felt like I was knocking them out of the park every week. But no, it's been... It's been unbelievable. What was it like getting Rookie of the Year then? Aye, so that came... I didn't really know about it until... Well, I always knew about it, but I didn't know I was close until after... Probably Denmark. Um, And then we set out to to try and win the Rookie of the Year. That's where I've probably played so many events. Um, It was just about trying to keep the points points going. And to get that, I mean, there's only... You can only challenge for that once in your life. So to be crowned that, it's something that... I'll remember forever something that'll never be taken away from me. I mean, that's up there with the Open. Aye. And I'll never forget the part that I hold on 18 at the Open. 
and the roar that went up, not just from my family, but from, I mean, the crowd around the 18th, the weather was starting to come in. It was I think just, the whole Hoban roared at that uh, point. It was, it was one of them ones that you dream of playing in the... I've, I've stood and watched Opens, I've stood and watched Scottish Opens, that event, the final event in Dubai, I've sat and watched it on TV and it's it's not until I've played them I've gone, wow, you've actually, you're, you're competing at the top level of golf. Such a big sport in Oban, because people are now travelling to Dubai yeah. and Turkey and things like that to watch you from here. Yeah, no, it's been good. I mean, the whole town is pretty much behind me. Um, and that's, I think that's what you need to, for someone to achieve to achieve what you want to achieve there needs to be support whether it's financial emotional whatever support you need it all um, the club's been great the whole town's been great but then it's not just the town it's the whole country I mean the support my social media Twitter especially has been I get messages like my week's off um, I've, I've had letters sent to the, the golf course which for me it's been I mean I never thought I could make I never thought Playing a sport that I love, doing what I love, would have an impact on other people the way it has. Well, that's inspiring to see. So. Aye, it's Good something job. that, I mean, I try and reply to everyone. I just, it's the way I am. If yeah. someone says hello to me in the street, I'll say hello back. It's it's just who I am. And when, when you're back playing then, I see you're off for, four weeks you're off for? Six, six. six so I'm not back, I'm not back until, it's about the 15th of January is my first event. Right, what event's that? Abu Dhabi. Right. So, a bit of time. I've got a healing injury, so... You had a sore hand, don't you? Aye, hand injury, left hand. So, it's just about getting myself fit enough to, to go out and compete at top level. I felt like the last kind of five weeks I've struggled because I can't play certain shots because of my hand. So, right. I've been having to get myself fit. I don't want to be worrying about hitting a certain shot and thinking, oh, my hand's going to be so here. It's about... I need to be able to compete at the top level. I've yeah. got to be fit and able to hit every shot in the bag. Finally, Bob, um, what's the goal for next year? Do you have any? Are you? Aye, there's only. I mean, I've only really set up one, one goal of shooting for the stars just now. Is trying to get in the Masters. Yeah. Um, that's simply top fifty in the world. Ended. There was just two or three cutoffs. Um, first one was the top fifty in the world by the end of the year. It's not going to get done. So. That's not a worry because I've opened, when I finish this year, I've, I've opened doors to WGCs at the start of the year, so position I'm in, I'm trying to play all the big events, whether it's European Tour, PGA Tour, mm -hmm. I'm trying to play the biggest events in the world to boost the world ranking. Just to, my main goal is Augusta. If I can play Augusta and I walk away um, at the end of the year and I can't play another on the golf, then I... I can walk away going, I've, I've done everything I wanted to do in golf, and that's play Augusta, really. Yeah, I think I share something in common with Bob, and that I've had letters sent to the golf course about me as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, have you been practicing that life? <laughs> Uh, he, he comes across just as such a likeable young guy. I mean, the, the thing he said about Augusta there about 
you know, the guy's what, number 66 in the world, and he's saying the kind of thing that we would say, that right. if, if I could play Augusta just once and walk away and never play another round of golf again, I don't think you only worry about that somehow, but uh, no, he just comes across as such a, a, a decent lad. And, and I think uh, even uh, when, he, when he's getting interviewed in Sky and the rest, he comes across really, you know, fantastic in these interviews, and, and Davey, um, obviously from the local paper Open Times, he, he, he just he treated that I think as professionally as he would if it was a sky yeah um, yeah. And, you know interview and, and answered every question as fully as he could which I think is, is a mark him I think he's, I'm just he's amazed he understood David he talks that <laughs> <out> fast <laughs> I, I, mean, I think it's it's nice you know he's saying that he, he tries to reply to you know whatever form of communication he has yeah. and obviously that's going to become much more difficult as he as his profile increases I would say yeah, and mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I don't think he's saying it without intending that to be true, but circumstances might just overtake him and it becomes impossible. But, you know, if that ends up being the case, it's because he's becoming more and more successful. So, you know, in some ways you hope that uh, that's the situation he gets himself I into. Mm-hmm. And in terms of what he's talking about, his injury there to his hand, obviously playing golf is stressful on the body with all the stresses and strains and, and so on. I mean, he would have been playing, from what I gather there, for what, four weeks with, with that injury? Or he longer? said it was virtually from the, the Open he was doing. Mm-hmm. There was some chat on Sky about he had a hand injury, but I don't think anybody thought it was particularly serious. But the fact that he's saying he's you know he's effectively having to put the clubs away just now mm-hmm. and, and not do anything over the Christmas period, uh, I think you mentioned it was bruising to the bones, so um, it's obviously going to take a time to... Um, to, to come out and, and repair itself but it makes what he did after the Open all the exactly, more remarkable exactly. if he was does. playing playing injured I wonder if he got a plain shinny <laughs> I, mean, I, I was going to say that I that. well I was just thinking there that maybe George needs to refrain from loading and unloading the dishwasher for maybe six or seven weeks yeah, and maybe Bob did in the dishwasher <laughs> in the new kitchen <laughs> Well, that was that was great to hear from Bob. It's nice. Yeah, very well. Yeah. you can't thank him enough for no. for taking the time out to do that for us. So, thank you, Bob. Uh, question for today. This isn't my question. It's just a question. Uh, what ultimately stops around professional golf? I have seen TV footage of people wandering around in what look like gales, fishing balls out of God knows where. There's probably only two well maybe three things that will stop it thunder and lightning is the main one i mean if there's thunder and lightning it's just you know it's just far too dangerous to be swinging a big metal lightning rod in the air um so that uh, even in the amateur game just gets i mean amateurs will play in virtually anything uh, but thunder and lightning is just a no-no um if of course it's flooded where you you can't get relief from the you know like generally drop the ball um you know where it's not flooded it's but if you can get, get relief or you get relief let's leave that one alone and there there's been occasions where if it's so windy that the ball will not sit on the green the ball actually gets moved by the by the wind that they'll suspend play until the winds die down but thunder and lightning is really the, the main one so when you say they who is responsible for that on a professional course when the tournaments oh, the tournament, tournament organisers which will be run by the, the PGA over here mm-hmm. or the European Tour ok and here's my silly question of the week you ready? we're always ready, always ready. ok Hole in one, I think I've got the definition, right? Okay, so you hit the little white thing and it goes down the course. It lands 
and goes in the hole, or goes straight into the hole. Is that a good definition? That's genius, borderline genius. Okay. How likely is it to get a hole in one? I'm going. I'm going to. George is a stat man here, <laughs> but actually knowing you were going to answer that, I got the odds. I got the odds. Twelve and a half thousand to win, Stevie. <laughs> Apparently, that's what actuaries uh, look at for insuring you uh, in case you get a hole in one. It's twelve and a half thousand to one. I thought I thought you were going to say that question came from a Mister J Plunkett Oban, because um, John, who's always telling me how he's got, he's had thirteen holes in one. Uh, I, I managed, I, including two in one round. Uh, I managed to get one this year, and when I was floating in the, the wings of a dove coming off the, the golf course, sat down in the clubhouse with John, who's at 13, and a, a, another golfer called Willie McAdam, who's at 15. So, so the, the, the wings quickly get clipped, I can tell you. Okay, holding one for you. I, I don't want to clip George's wings, but I, I've had two. Um, but I, to be fair, I do play a lot more golf than you, George, so um, I've had two. And I did warn you that I had an interesting story, but I think you might be the judge of that rather than me be the judge of that. But um, my first hole in one uh, was in a previous life, I used to work for uh, a Scotsman. And George is already falling asleep here. And we used to be media partners with the Alfred Dunhill Championship, which is played at St Andrews. And every year after after it was finished, we get invited to play the old course off the proper professional tees with caddies and all the rest of it. And actually, funnily enough, it's to do with that. I was telling you about play getting suspended when the ball moves on the green. They had to abandon play on, I think it was a Saturday, because high winds was causing that to happen. So I had never played the old course and I was really looking forward to playing on Monday, but because of this delay, the final round didn't get played until the Monday. We basically kicked off the old course, and we got to play in in the Duke's course, which is a couple of miles, a lovely course. Um, So I initially went from being absolutely gutted that I was never going to get a chance to play the the old course um, to on the third hole, which was actually our first, because it was a shotgun start. I feel a question coming on, Stevie. <laughs> um, it was a shotgun start, and uh, I was the first one to hit, and I hit an eight iron, one bounce straight into the hole, my first ever hole in one. And because the tournament was sponsored by Dunhill, we got bussed back from the Dukes to the players' lounge at the old course, where all, you know, Colin Montgomery and Lee Westwood were hanging about. I made a presentation, and I got a presentation for a hole-in-one in front of all the... I'm sure the, Colin Montgomery will clearly remember it. <laughs> um, so but that, that was, you know, if you're going to get a hole-in-one, that's as good a, pl- a place to do it as any. So, George, did I clip your wings there? Uh, I, no, I'm, I'm quite... <laughs> I'm thinking I'm, I'm quite aware of how lucky wings was. <laughs> do with skill or anything else. Okay, so can you... Well, I know you can. You can have a hole-in-one straight into the hole without it bouncing. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing terminology is loved in golf, is there a special name for that? Yeah, hole-in-one, Stevie. Yeah, but surely a hole-in-one with a bounce is different from a hole-in-one where it just pops straight in. You would think. Well, I, no, I don't think there is a slam no, dunk. I've no idea. I just made that up. I've no, absolutely no idea. I'm going to give you homework for next week <laughs> to find out if there is a name for this and what it's called. Very lucky is what it's called. Very lucky. Um, okay, I'm going to ask. I know you said don't ask this question because it makes me look foolish, but let's face it, I'm already there. <laughs> okay, given the right course, 
is it possible for a complete round of hole-in-ones? And a supplemental question, supplemental even question, is does such a course exist? Well, I think it would be called a putting green if it was... <laughs> I mean, I can't... Well, I, no, I, don't, I, I refuse to answer that question <laughs> on the ground. It's really stupid. Um, I guess it is technically possible if you're playing a par three course where you had nothing but par threes or very short par fours but no it's a ridiculous question Stevie so there's not a name for it well there probably is <laughs> we can name well, it not, you're not, name not it after me, me shall we <laughs> okay well my, my final question and I'm afraid you put it up there shotgun start right shotgun start is when because normally everyone tees off from the first tee which means that the first say the first tee off time is eight o'clock in the morning. That means the last tee off maybe two o'clock in the afternoon. But if you have a shotgun start, what you do is you have on every single tee, everybody walks out to a certain tee. So you might be teeing off from the ninth. So everyone tees off at the same time, and they just so you might play the whole, the course from two all the way through to eighteen, and then play one to make up your eighteen holes, uh, and. The reason it's called a shotgun start is that traditionally it was you were started because you're not within earshot of the clubhouse to get started. They would fire a shotgun, and that was when you would tee off. I think they mostly do a klaxon now mm -hmm. for yeah. shotgun shotgun starts. Might be something to do with health and safety, but that that's all a shotgun start is. Fair enough. Well, I kind of think that wraps up for this week. I am um, next week. It's our round up. It's our end of. End of series, end of season. Are we on a party? Well, if you bring the food <laughs> and George brings the hat. So we're going to have a, a bit of a roundup of what we've done and then that'll be us until Bob starts playing again. Abu Dhabi, as he Abu said. Dhabi, yeah. And uh, we're going out for that start to do it live from there. Is that correct? For Abu Dhabi. Yep. Uh, if I can get the company credit card, Stevie, we're in. Right, well, you've got two lots of homework to do. <laughs> George, Keith, thank Thanks you once again. Cheers, Stevie, Thanks. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you've got a golfing question or just want to get in touch for the next episode, then email bobcast at opentimes.co.uk or send us a message through Facebook. <laughs>